right, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Man, the week is absolutely flying. 8 p.m. on the East Coast, Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's here with the news. David Zier back in. Rick Delgado's still out. He'll be back, I think, tomorrow. Mr. Zier, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. We had an exciting week. A big night last night for Fun the night last night it was. Fun. Rick Emirati's got sports. Mr. Emirati, how are you? Good evening, Big D. How are you? Very good. Looking good in the blue. Like yes, that? looks like the blues. Looks like the blues tonight. <laughs> yep. Let me see. Not too much going on with the shoes tonight there. Nothing. No, uh, stars. Yeah, there you go. They look yeah. good, though. Always looking good. David Zier giving you a run for your money tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Looking Dave, good. Look at this. Man. Classic. Ooh. He's a classic dresser. He I put on great. as many patterns as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Throw you off, Amorati. Yes. Yeah. Um, Don't well, adjust your dials. Paul's shirt looks good. Looks like double A's, maybe triple A's. What's that? Yeah. Take? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Geo nice. friend holding it down as always. So it wasn't, it was a good night last night. Dr. G joins us, of course, as always. And, um, well, I was disappointed that it ended at 38. I called for 40 points. I think 38 was the final <laughs> number. So I'm, I'm not happy about the whole. I'm not happy about the whole thing. So I just I called for a 40 point ass whipping, and it was only 38. Man, but I, I was, was hoping for a shutout. Yeah. Well, we'll so we'll still take it. Um, and I mean, I know everybody's talked about the uh, her overly produced and overly well lit shot there for her. Her um her speech that was just I mean I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on the speech because everybody has spent all time today going through the same parts of the speech. But she it reminded me a lot of honest Abe Lincoln. <laughs> so. Let me just say this: Abe Lincoln has as much chance of winning in 2024 as she does. I don't know what. There's <laughs> John Wilkes Booth when you need him. I mean he, he just I don't oh. know. I just don't know. That's a little strong, Paul. I mean, that's just that's a little a joke. strong. It's jokes. Just, it's only I mean, jokes. That is just strong right there. That's um, not a joke. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You know, that is just. Um, I guess in the same way, it's the it's the same mentality that got her to to where well where she is. Oh, uh, but the hubris, D. Right? She's going to run for president now. She's talking about. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she just. Um, it's the same thing. It's the same. She wants to see herself on the New York Times. She wants to get the call by MSNBC. She wants to get the calls from CNN. She's on with Savannah Guthrie this morning on NBC, making it like, I mean, even the speech. She comes out last night, and I'm driving in the car. Uh, David Zier, Slick Rick, me and Harry, we leave the studio last night, and we're we're going to go out for uh, afterwards. And I'm listening in the car and driving, and I hear her come out, and she talks, and she gives us all this nonsense to start the thing. And then she goes, but the... You know, I've conceded, and this this is over, and you know, trying to sound all you know states stateswoman like or whatever. And then she says, "And now the hard work begins." And I'm thinking to myself, "No, no, no it doesn't." Oh, you mean you got to get a real job? Well, what do you mean the hard work begins? It's like that uh, Karen Carpenter song. It's only just begun. You know? <laughs> she's like, she's so out of touch with the people. I, you know, it'd be so much better if she just got up there and said, "Listen, I got to reevaluate where I'm at and." Yeah. I want the best for the Why American people. Why the hard people. work begins now? Like, what, what, yeah, picking, maybe she what has to get a deal? job. She can't just live off the taxpayer dole. She actually maybe she has to wait on tables. That's she doesn't have to get work. a job with the money they say she's made in the last six years or whatever it is. And I mean, her father made billions. But this, the hard work begins now, she says. I'm thinking to myself, what a hard work begins now? Get, get out. 
Just get out. Go away. Leave us alone. The hard work of picking which book deal you want or which uh, what's time slot on CNN you want or what, what hard work begins now for you. Go to the dog track, pin something on your dress that says, I used to be important, and get out. <laughs> How about that? I used to be Liz Cheney, number three in the Republican Party, and now I'm, I'm, I'm over. I'm out. Over. Over and done. Bye. Take a take a short walk off of, you know, whatever. The, I mean, get out. The hard work begins now. We have much more to do in the January 6th committee, she says. I mean, that, that's the only thing that should make you nervous because she's going to turn the drama from now till uh, to the end of the year. It's just going to be turn it to well, 11. They're going to double down to frame the president. That's exactly right. They're going for the full indictment with the help of um, the Department of Justice and the media. And Merrick Garland, who has basically said nothing here other than that five pointless minutes where he came out. It's amazing it's been already 10 days since this all started. It seems like it's been two years that uh, we've been talking about this. You know, Damon, um, I wanted to just talk about Alaska for a second. Maybe we can get into it later. But, you know, Chewbacca has an uphill battle. Uh, she lost to Murkowski by five points uh, yesterday. Wait, someone explain, can someone explain that Ow. to me? So, explain to me how Lisa Murkowski gets this much support because still. Because they got this at-large system and these candidates are running, you know, top four candidates. It's such a twisted system. Palin's in trouble. Palto Paltola, who's a Democrat who helped the salmon industry, I think she's a lawyer, you know, but she was like in a state house and she's a Democrat. She got 38% of this at-large voting system in the special and open at-large elections last night. And um, it doesn't look good, you know, for Palin because she's got Begich and Sweeney. Two other Republicans get to run against her in, in the fall. And then the Democrat, Paltola, runs alone at the top with 35% of the vote in the primary. Palin's short by 4%. She's six points ahead of Begich, whose family are Democrats. And his father was a Democrat who disappeared in 1972. And Sweeney, who's a Republican, who, who ran again, who worked for Trump in the Indian Affairs Bureau in the Department of Interior. You know, the vote's split here for the Republicans. I don't know how Palin wins unless these other two people drop out. So I think it's stacked against the Republicans, uh, the real conservative Republicans in Alaska. Yeah, I saw those exact numbers today, and I was thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, man, this vote split between the two of them. It's like, uh, what do you do? Uh, so, I mean, it really is a screwy system. But, I mean, it still is. I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't know exactly what goes on up there. But I say this all the time. Even in New York City, I say it all. It, it, it stuns me that these people who have proven themselves to be I mean, Lisa Murkowski, how does she get that support still? Well, Who she doesn't thinks... have the GOP support up there, and she still won yesterday. <laughs> but that's, okay, so that's my question. Who's, where, where is she getting it from? How do they still want her as their representation? I could say on the ground in Anchorage, Alaska, I didn't meet one person who didn't love Palin and who didn't love Chewbacca. I can't explain it. I don't know. Man, oh man, I tell you, it's just, it's, it's hard to figure. It's hard to figure how these people keep getting this support when they've proven themselves to be just losers, just, uh, just anti- Liars. Everything that we, that we, that this movement, you, she's just, I don't know. I well, just, I don't know. You, you got to remember that um, Lisa Murkowski did a lot uh, and, and, uh, you know, congratulated Trump for signing the natural open space or resources bill up there 
to protect wildlife, to, include, to improve sportsman activities um, and do things. And, you know, she's brought a lot of bacon back to Alaska, too. So, and you remember, you got a lot of Alawit people up there. They're not necessarily Republicans, you know. Right, but uh, she's but she's one of the she's one of the gang. When you, whenever something goes down on these votes, or who is it? Collins, Murkowski, Romney? I mean, you can go through them, and she's always lumped in with it. I mean, she's voting with you know Nancy Pelosi. I on think these she's things. the last U.S. Senate candidate left that voted to uh, take down Trump after January sixth. So. Yeah, she's always on the wrong side when it comes to the national issues. Well, remember, this this is an open primary, so Democrats, independents, they can all vote for her if they don't like any of the other candidates that are there. That's how this works. It's playoff style. It is, it is crazy. We talked about this last night, right? It's how we get Lindsey Graham all the time out but of But it doesn't uh, work when South you have Carolina. three other yeah. primary candidates who are Republicans, you know, like for the House with Palin, you know, then the vote's just fractured and the Democrat wins. It's really not fair. So obviously the president, President Trump came out in, um, on Truth Social on, on Liz Cheney with a very Trump-esque um, send-off, as you would imagine. Now, <laughs> has anyone been following the former president today on True Social? Because either he has lost his mind, which I don't think has happened, or he is trolling level 100 today with his last four or five truths starting about two hours ago, starting with this one. <laughs> I haven't read them. Lawyer, I mean, <laughs> I can't I, wait. T- don't make us lawyer, lawyer Dan Goldman, who is running for Congress in New York 10th, he's a Democrat. And it's my great honor to strongly endorse him. I do this not because of the fact that he headed up the impeachment committee and lost, but because he was honorable, fair, and highly intelligent. While it was my honor to beat him and beat him badly, Dan (laughs) Goldman has a wonderful future uh, ahead. And it's hard to find the rest of it. uh, Ahead of him, he says. And then after that, he says he'll be very compassionate and compromising to those within the Republican Party and will do everything possible to make sure they have a fair chance at winning against the radical left Democrats who he knows are destroying our country. I'd like to thank Dan for fighting so hard for America and for working so tirelessly to stop Trump. He was not easy to beat, but winning against him made me realize just how very talented I am. That's the first one. So I saw that one and I was... I'm like, wait, what is he? Is this? Well, then I saw the next one. (laughs) (laughs) A vote for Carolyn Maloney in New York 12 is a vote for the future. She is a kind and wonderful person who has always said terrific things about me and will support me no matter what I do, just as I supported her very early on. She begged for a check with no quid pro quo, and I gave it to her. In fact, I gave her many. On the other hand, Jerry Nadler is likewise a hard-driving man of the people whose energy and attention to detail is unlike anyone else in Congress. He is high energy, sharp, quick-witted, and bright. You can't go wrong with either, but Carolyn Maloney is the better man. She will lead our country into a very green and prosperous future. Carolyn has my complete and total endorsement. She will never let our conservative movement down. Well, Dan Goldman led the House managers in the impeachment, you know, um, 
Trump's got to be careful with this. It's a backhanded compliment. But like even with the Eric Schmidt and Eric Greitens thing in Missouri, I don't know. Trump maybe hurt himself a little bit in Missouri. But what that. is he doing here? I mean, he's this is obviously trolling these two. Or he's yeah. not, in, he's not clearly sarcasm. endorsing, yeah. right? Yeah. Trump's having a big fundraiser for Zeldin on September 4th, I think, at Bedminster uh, for the New York governor. Oh, someone here said uh, Trump, uh, uh, Trump's trying the gummy bears. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Woo. That's kind of almost, it's kind of hard to figure out. It's because there's people on social media who are taking this seriously. I just want to let you know. Some they, people are saying that's not on nice. Truth Social on our getter chat. Well, I'm looking at it right yeah. now at real Donald Trump with the check mark yeah. next to the president's. I mean, I'm looking at it too. Yeah. I'm reading Trump them from his hacked. page. I, I don't, I don't know. It's just hard to figure this out. There's people on social media going, Trump's out there endorsing Democrats now. Well, they're saying he's pretending to endorse uh, Dan well, Goldman. Well, that's just, I figure he's trolling all three of them, but I just. I mean, it's, for it's, him to say they'll take us into a green future, I mean, that's obviously right. trolling. I mean. But I'll tell you, it, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not exactly sure who told him this maybe was a good idea today, but it's. He's either hacked. Or the or he's trying the gummies. <laughs> I don't know. We might have used magic mushrooms, the funky fungus. It's a little strange. He's got the funky fungus going on. All right, 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Wednesday night. Real America's Voice, David Zier sitting in. Paul Nolan's got the news. Rick Emirati's got sports. Geo Fran holding it down, as always. Lots to get to. Haven't talked about the um, the Trump raid here in a while. I got some things I want to go over with that. I want to go back to John Solomon's piece from yesterday in Just the News and a new term that the DOJ has now coined. Uh, we'll go talk a little bit about that as well. Um, and I got a good article from Ned Barrett, uh, I'm sorry, Ned Barnett in uh, American Thinker talking about the two things that Trump and his attorneys should really be focused on right now. And so we'll get to that. But right now, let's get to sports. Sports is brought to you by MyPillow, Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Use our code LFS6B at checkout for 10 to 60% off. Most items on the site. What's going on, Slick Rick? Big D, we're loaded with rodeo tonight. We got the midweek rodeo. We got a Wrangler Wednesday here with Slick Rick Rodeo recaps. Caldwell Night Rodeo, Caldwell, Idaho, the great state of Idaho. You know we love Idaho. The Caldwell Night DB Arena. Bareback riding, first round leaders, Rocker Steiner, 88 points on Outlaw Buckers Rodeo's turn back time. Steer Wrestling, second-round leader. We have a tie. Kobe Brown and Stetson Jorgensen, 3.8 seconds each. Team Roping, second-round leaders. We have a tie. We have more ties than David Zia tonight here in Rodeo. Lightning Aguilera and Colby <laughs> Payne, along with Jack Ram and Jason Doobie, 4.4 seconds. Doobie, doobie, doo. Uh, Saddle Bronc, first-round leader. We got Sterling Crawley, 86 points on Outlaw Buckers Rodeos. Old Tubbs, Little Muffin, and tie-down roping. Second-round leader, Jake Hannum, 7.6 seconds. Barrel Racing. Second round, Paige Jones, 
3.3 tenths, good score. And bull riding, Trey Holston, 85 and a half points on Powder River Rodeo's Cherry Bomb. Little League World Series. Oh, a lot of the LFS6B followers love to hear about the Little League and the little guys. We got a great one this year. 2020-22 Little League Baseball World Series. Uh, began today, kicked off earlier. This is Isabel Gonzalez from CBS Sports. The Lily World Series is celebrating its 75th anniversary this year. Amazing. And we'll do, a, do so in a slightly different format with an expanded field. The event kicked off today in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and will run through Sunday, the 28th of August. There are four additional teams this year, two in each bracket, which expands the competition to a total of 20, making it the largest field the tournament has ever hosted. Half of the teams will be from the United States, and the other half will come from countries around the world. International teams will be participating for the first time since 2019. The 2020 Little World Series was canceled because of the pandemic. Only U.S. teams were allowed to participate. But uh, just for the record, Chinese Taipei holds the record with 17 titles. Japan is second with a total of 11. Japan has been less dominating lately, and five of those titles have happened since 2010-10. And when it comes to the U.S., California holds the most titles with seven. And we got some great teams. We got, uh, and I'm going to give you some scores, actually. Let me update it. The first couple of games are in the books. And we have uh, Canada, one nothing over Australia. That's in the third. And two games are final. Curacao, which is one of my birds' names, beat Nicaragua earlier today, 2-0 to advance. And Nolensville, Tennessee. Who knew Paul had a team in Tennessee? 5-3 to three over the Middleborough, Massachusetts. So good job, the Nolensville, Tennessee. Good shot. And uh, later on, we have Bonnie Lake, Washington, taking on Honolulu, Hawaii, 8-30 ESPN. Big D, Rapid Sports, back to you. All right, Slick Rick, very good. We'll do some more sports a little bit. Uh, let's do some news with Mr. Nolan. News is brought to you by our friends at Seven Cells. And um, I mean, just to just to take a, a point of personal privilege, as Joe Biden would say, I can't say enough about seven cells, given um, it's close to home right now. With obviously my dad catching COVID uh, two days ago while he was here in Long Island and had to get back to Connecticut. And he's I talked to him today. I've actually videoed with him today and he looks good. He sounds good. And I mean, hear me now. Believe me later. You want to have the early treatment pack in the cabinet. And hope that you never have to grab it, but you, I'm telling you, you want it there because it works. Um, 7cells.com, LFS6B, 10% at checkout. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? You know, when I t- had a week or so ago when I tested positive, I took the ivermectin four straight days. I mean, I didn't have a symptom, but, you know, really three days, two days after the first positive test, I, I was negative. So, and that was, I did the, um, yeah, I did the rapid test at home. So it was positive. And then three days out, day three, I took it negative. So I, I it worked for me at the time when I was sick, too. That, so. That's very uh, – that's actually um, right now seemingly strange. A lot of people are having just the opposite, including obviously the president. We'll see what the first ladies is. But people are testing positive 10, 11, 12 days after their symptoms have seemingly cleared. So a lot of people are getting this rebound um, in you, this strain right now that it's, they're testing positive even after feeling good for, you know, 10 days afterwards. There's so much garbage, though, out there. Who knows if to trust these – home kits anyhow i don't buy any of it i certainly don't want to give any more of my dna away to the uh to these you know city meds and all that stuff so anyway um i thought this was interesting i caught this story earlier today canada quietly announces plans for digital id program the canadian government announced plans to issue a digital id at the national level the announcement came by way of a document announcing government of canada's digital ambition 
announced by Mona Fortier, president of the Treasury Board. The document is credited to the Treasury Board of the Canadian uh, Secretariat and is aimed at fulfilling the Chief of Information Officer of Canada's responsibility to lay out annual plan, lay out an information technology and cybersecurity trajectory across uh, a three-year time horizon. Uh, it's such a broad-reaching document, touching on ranges of topics, including pertaining to digital government services. But the central theme is the need for a unified digital identity program. Um, the uh, the document notes that the government of Canada is taking a number of steps, including the development of a digital program to facilitate online transactions with the government. The document also states that the government will use. Uh, information-centric security model that is supported by a digital, uh, trusted digital identity. Uh, this is very, very similar to what they have in uh, in China right now. Um, if you didn't think it could come to a, a semi-free country, well, it's here. It's at our border. Um, if that comes to America, when it comes to America, you just got to resist. Uh, just that, just that simple. I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way about this, but uh, I think it's going to be fully connected to uh, a digital currency, which will give the elites power of unprecedented amounts. So, um, well, that's what it, I mean. That's what any of it comes down to, right? Control the population, all of it. Um, and then even, you control the commodities. You, you control the commodities, the commodities futures. You could siphon off all the wealth from every nation, from everywhere. It's just, it's just a central. It's a violent form of centralized power. Uh, you know, once you have Wall Street having fully, you know, full control, and then if they get a UBI credits that could expire, they could say, oh, we know people are going to buy this uh, product, then they could future it even more. The AI is just endless, so. Yeah, um, and of course, that's the problem as government becomes more centralized with everything. They're, they're only, they're only um, when that happens, all they want to do is, is play for their own goals, right? When you're making centralized medicine decisions, it's all based on what's going to be best for that. When you're making, when you start centralizing, um, you know, finance, when you start centralizing healthcare, when you start centralizing right. all the of this stuff. Of, right. The collusion of that power just eliminates any form of competition, which competition obviously, you know, creates innovation and, and brings prices down. And this is just the you know the antithesis of that yeah it's just a constant play for the home team when you centralize these things more and more it's just like this bill they just passed that's why i said last night it should got to be number one priority is to get rid of this bill somehow if the republicans take back a full rollback because all this does is once again make your relationship with you with the government <clears throat> just keeps changing it where it just empowers more of the government and it just takes more from you it's just it's the biggest disaster since obamacare now yeah. dr gina thought thought it was worse last night yeah but the uh, more centralized these things become the they have they have no uh, reason to not try to play for the home team at that point you know it's the running man meets total recall meets judge dread meets minority report that's yeah. all coming true right <laughs> i mean <clears throat> all those dystopian film stories yeah. i mean orwell of course and you know brave new world it's just you know you knew this this was coming so you know um you were gonna tell what were you telling us before what is what did Cheney make this year? Speaking of centralized powers, did you say she was worth? Well, she's leaving office. Uh, she's worth like thirty-six million dollars. So oh the, you know, there's God. this phenomenon, and I think it's part of why people want to take out Trump and the establishment because when he was president, I think he had an executive order saying you can't lobby on K Street five years after you leave office. You know, these people all get rich. I've experienced it, local congressman. I was involved with, like, you know, some defense contract type stuff and everything. You know, so, like, you know, these guys become very uber wealthy. All right, we'll get more into that. 
I want to get to this. Um, I want to get into the Trump rate tonight and what the president's lawyers should be doing. It's past the hour live from Studio 6B. Paul Nolan's got some news. Rick Amorati's got some sports. Geofran holding it down as always. David Zier sitting in with us tonight. Always love to have him uh, with us. What's on uh, What's on your mind tonight, there, Mr. Zier? Uh, well, the you excited about a Cheney presidency run? <laughs> I, I, I am so excited. I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, we're hosting a fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what makes Taco I mean, I'm going to enter the. Uh, I'm going to enter the Tom Brady lookalike contest, too, and think that I'm going to win. I mean, what makes a person think that they're going to, I mean. Yeah, I think she's uh, demonstrating to the American public she's uh, out of touch. She's, like, mentally ill or something. Like, what is wrong with this woman last speaking, night? That speech was like, what? Yeah, yeah. She grew up an elitist. She thinks she's, a, you know, she thinks she's smarter, better, stronger, more important. It's a, she's a, it's a nice shot, though. The guy from ABC there who's... Um, Overly producing the January 6th committee that she brought to do this. Did a, he, he lit it nice. It's very well lit. It's a nice shot. Right, Fran? That's pretty pretty nice depth of field there. The guy did a nice job with that, making it look as theatrical as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, well. We could do which, that in the studio with you and a green screen. Yeah. Which, by the way, just. I think I see Harry running in the background yeah, somewhere. It's just, it just, it's just, she just screams, I'm just such a gold-plated phony. Gold-plated Get turd. out. Go uh, I like away. the hay behind her to make think like she's part of the people. Well, yeah. the worst is she voted with Trump 92% of her, uh, you know, of his presidency. Yeah. She voted along with him 92% of the time. You know, it goes to uh, this Pence story. You know, Pence is saying, don't in- encourage defunding the FBI, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, you know, I followed Trump. We all followed Trump. We were on the ground following Trump for his whole presidency around the country. And Pence was at every rally, every speech, just totally going crazy over what a great guy Trump was. Great guy, great guy. Now, all of a sudden, he's the devil. Um, So it's really crazy. Well, Um, so Pence in the speech that I saw, he said, talking about, um, he he was trying to, again, make the case, which I I do think a lot of us agree with, that that maybe there's maybe... It's becoming more questionable, though, that the whole place doesn't need to just get, you know, just be gone. But the, the rank and file, that there are some good Americans who go in the rank and file every day and serve the country and want to protect, kid, want to protect the you know, citizens and, but and I'm, I'm, are separated from the poison that yeah. obviously the top of these places have but become. But I'm tired of hearing that. Yeah, I you agree know, with you. Like, I agree. You know, where are all these agents? I know there's 14 whistleblowers, but there's thousands of agents, you know, and, you know, they're destroying people's lives. There were 40,000 FISA warrants executed since 9-11, I think. How many of those were bogus? We know the four for Trump was a falsity, and we know Comey signed signed off on them as verified. So, like, I don't trust it anymore. You know, and I, I have friends and family who are very close and involved, you know, fighting terrorism and stuff like that. And, and kudos to that, you know. But, you know, this whole uh, higher echelon, I think, is Yeah, he said, to, he said today, calling for a complete de- defunding of the FBI is as dumb as calling for defunding of the police. That's yeah. what he said. Well, speaking of uh, defunding uh, in Minnesota. But by the, the way, and I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you, David, you're absolutely right on the on the FISA, though. And that's the corner I was talking about last night that they've backed themselves up with with this um, 
with the with the probable cause on this search uh, for Trump's place. What's in the affidavit? Yeah, because we know I would guarantee you that what they did is they loaded this thing up to get this judge to give him an okay. And if we knew what they loaded up with, what was the probable cause? There was never going to be a chance that they could prove what they put in that to get a go ahead to go in there. They were never going to find anything in there to prove what they asked, what they put in that and put in front of a judge. Yeah. And, and Levin, who's a DOJ official under Reagan, you know, put it uh, great uh, that there's no way that this was legal, you know, uh, so that's where we're at. So I just got a couple of quick things for you. Yeah. Uh, in Minnesota, Netsbury School Board proposed laying off white teachers first mm, uh, wasn't. <laughs> and their budget cuts. Sure. I'm uh, so glad you did that story because I was going to throw my PC. If I, if I was it, doing it, I could have put a hammer through it. It's really unbelievable. But the bigger problem going on in this country is the uh, reprehensible crime going on. You know, in Memphis, Tennessee, they're short like seven to 800 officers. They've got this incredible crime spike of murders. They cannot keep up with it. And speaking of murders, Bronx murder numbers show that criminal justice reforms harm the most vulnerable, according to the op-ed in the New York Post today. But it's so right on. Do you know that 24% of the Bronx is in poverty? Two-thirds of the children in the Bronx in New York are, are in, in, in poverty. Two-thirds of the children. Uh, it's 83% black and Hispanic over there. And... Um, the murders account in the Bronx for 32% of all of the crime, uh, despite only being 18% of the city's population. Uh, it's an SOS. And then just to wrap it up with you guys, you know, this Wendy's employee um, out west in Prescott Valley, Arizona, just knocked out a guy for complaining, a senior citizen. And um, he died from his injuries. And oh. it happened again in New York City the other day. You know, this, uh, this uh, guy, this black guy came up to this white guy for no reason, punched him, a 52-year-old victim, fractured his skull in the Fuego Topico restaurant in East 18th, 118th Street and Grand Concourse in the Bronx. You know, this, this is like beyond. And then you've got Gascon in uh, Los Angeles who survived the recall, who's not prosecuting crimes. And we know the guy in uh, San Francisco was kicked out. Um, but this is an SOS for the United States. This, this stuff is out of control. And yet Lee Zeldin will have no chance to pull votes out of New York City. As bad as New York City has become, and this is, again, goes, it goes back to the uh, Murkowski thing. No matter, it's, it's like, where are people's lines to, in their own daily life to say, this is not working for yeah. us. We've got to try something else. Well, you've Listen, got... The Oh, I'm sorry, Paul. No, no, I just wanted to add what you were saying before about that crime in um, the guy in New York City. I mean, that guy's a registered sex offender. Like 40 times he was arrested. Yeah, it's incredible how this guy's still walking the streets. This guy should, this guy should be locked away in a cell somewhere yeah. and castrated at this point. I mean, well, he's, he's scum of the earth. If someone goes to my ghetto, I have a guy in L.A., sit, older man was sitting there alone, gets cold clocked, boom. That's the one the guy ran out after the guy. Yeah, ran out of him. Yeah. I have the, the yeah. post the video on my again. page of how he narrated how he just jujitsued him to the ground and just bombarded him and held him down and gave him a face wash in the asphalt. Well, just to add one thing here, you know, it's because of these DAs. This is Virginia district attorney um, is so corrupt. You know, she's saying we're dangerously close to another civil war, North versus South. It's white, male, Christian, heterosexual, and wealthy versus everybody else. So the left is uh, is, is sowing 
divisiveness in the country and, and pushing us towards that. It's well, not the, the right. Cultural Marxism has been the divide and conquer. There weren't people, our, you know, our homeless, our, you know, our poor people were still had the highest rate of obesity in any, any society. People were eating good enough. People were still living better than enough where the protel, the, you know, where the poor will come up and rise up against the, the oligarchs, so to speak. So they had to get us another way. They had to, you know, pin everybody against everybody at every level. So, you know, it's all it's all divide and conquer structure, and it's working to perfection. The system is not broken; it's yeah. working exactly. It's right out of the scum Trotsky playbook, yeah. the Trotskyites. You know, there was a piece in um, the American Thinker recently that talks a little bit about what we're on talking about right now. And he says, you know, going into this next election series, it's time for Republicans and Americans to start calling the Democratic Party what they are, and stop calling them Democrats. <laughs> And start calling them Marxists and communists because that's what they are. You know, they said one of the many challenges real Americans now face is to start calling Democrats what they actually are. They'll mm -hmm. protest, yes, but if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, and acts like a duck, we need to call it a duck. We've been conditioned to believe that communism is just a myth, that it isn't real. Or even if it is real, it only exists in faraway places like China. And anyone who mentions it is a conspiracy theorist and who deserves ridicule. But let's review a basic facts here. The Democratic Party is raiding and jailing their political opponents. They're turning the FBI, CIA, and IRS against American citizens. They've come out against freedom of speech, religion, press, the Second Amendment, and other core American ideals. They've abandoned the rule of law and now have one set of laws for themselves and another for the rest of us. They've deliberately trying to bankrupt us, sometimes directly through shutting down businesses, sometimes indirectly through wasting trillions of our dollars. They're indoctrinating our children with radical ideologies. They celebrate infanticide. They're making secret deals with foreign entities against our interests. They're deliberately keeping our borders wide open to erase our national identity. They mandate groupthink, conformity, punish anyone who doesn't parrot their chosen narratives, however absurd they are. They're purging the best from our military and converting what's left into a tool of wokeism. They've transformed our once great American cities into crime-ridden hellscapes. They relentlessly stoke division between everyone and never missed the slightest opportunity to accuse someone or something of being racist or sexist or homophobic or su uh, supremacist or anything. They constantly work to slander, cancel, erase our founding fathers, American heroes, America itself. They removed the statue of Teddy Roosevelt from the American Museum of National History. They wanted to fund police, release criminals from prison, disarm the rest of us. They defend terrorists. Joe Biden, Antifa is an idea, not an organization. They've ignored the first principle of the Nuremberg Code, which was written in the aftermath of World War II, and which explicitly prohibits coerced consent for experimental medications. They've tried to corrupt elections on a national scale. They've openly stated their desire to abolish the family structure itself. They've threatened to abolish the filibuster, pack the Supreme Court, dismantle the electoral college system. They've criminalized normality on multiple fronts. They've taken down American flags, raised other flags in government buildings and city streets, symbolizing their stealth political takeover. Their leaders have literally kneeled to one form of the cause they actually serve in the Capitol building. The list could go on and on, yet they accuse us of turning against America. All of the above that I just read is straight out of the communist playbook. 
And he's absolutely right, by the way. And this is written by um, Steve Rose, the American thinker. And that's the, that's the, this is the ball field we're now playing on. This is the level we're playing on. There is no more time for Lisa Murkowski type of politics, Susan Collins type of politics, Joe Manchin type of politics, Mitt Romney type of politics. There's no more time for that. Mitch McConnell type politics. The single biggest reason the the Republicans will not take control of the Senate is the leader of the damn Senate for us. We need to start calling them what they are and start calling out what they're doing. Because that is what they're doing. They want to take over every part of your life. And as we said before, the more... The bigger this Leviathan grows, the more centralized it becomes, the farther and farther they get away from our founding ideals and founding fathers and our Constitution. Some have argued we live in a post-constitutional America. And that's uh, clearly not a stretch. So, I mean, it's, it's all on the line in these midterms and in 2024. It's all on the line. All right, so we'll do more news, we'll do more sports, and we'll get back to, um, speaking of our Constitution, the two amendments that are Trump's friends right now in relation to this raid on Mar-a-Lago. We'll get to that as well. More from David Zier. Paul Nolan's got more news, more sports all coming up. Glad you're in. We'll try to get into the Getter chat. They're fired up as well. to the hour live from studio 6b it's going to be a hearing on this affidavit tomorrow our own dr gina will be down there i believe broadcasting from outside the courthouse and this affidavit is going to be um is really the whole story as i've said what did they put in that affidavit to give this uh, magistrate judge to sign off on this raid so they could go in there and take anything that was in plain view that was their only goal. So I try to find something, just something, anything. God, please find something. That was their goal. So we want to know what they put in there. What was the probable cause? How far did they go? What is, was it as bad as the lying that went on to the FISA court judges, which, by the way, I don't think anyone's ever been held responsible for, including the judges themselves had never been had, had to answer for um, their actions and all of that? So certainly, why would you be persuaded from doing it again, loading it up with a bunch of stuff that you knew there was nothing in that house that was going to be able to prove what they put in there? And of course, you're already seeing what's going to happen. It'll be like a three-year-old took a black magic marker and colored in preschool on their first day down the, down the thing like this, and they're going to go, here it is. 
And it's going to be nothing but black redacted, lines. Redacted, 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 redacted. Yeah, redacted. yeah it's good. Enough. So you're not going to know what the probable cause was. And they're going to use everything under the sun to set, say why they have to do that. Might look like a chessboard. But we're being transparent, don't you know? Here you go. That's what it's going to be. So we'll see what this hearing <clears throat> brings tomorrow. But if we don't get to see the whole thing, then it's, not, it's a bunch of nonsense. So. All right, let's do some sports and hear what that Slick Rick, the man in blue tonight. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right, Big D, we got another rodeo in the can here. Can be rodeo, can be Oregon. Uh, the Bob Trevis Arena, bareback riding leader, Keenan Hayes, 89.5 points on Calgary Stampede's Soap Bubbles. Steel Wrestling, second round, Jake Orman and Bryce Kreitz, five seconds flat. Saddle Bronc riding leader, we got a tie, Sage Newman on Bridwell Pro Rodeo's Holy Hop in Hell, and Colby Wenchuk on Calgary Stampede's X-rated dancer, 88 points. Uh, tie down roping, first round, Marty Yates, eight seconds flat. Bauer racing, Emily Beisel, 16.72 tenths, great score. And bull riding, Josh Frost, 88 and a half points on Bridwell Pro Rodeo's Louisiana Lightning. And, well, your favorite player, Big D, LeBron James, becomes highest earning player in NBA history with two-year $97.1 million extension. Victor Barbosa of Yard Barker. Stop the oppression. <laughs> Stop the oppression in the United States. Come yeah. on. Highest uh, payroll, lowest IQ. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, ninety million for two years. Yeah, two Man. years, and it could it could escalate to one hundred and eleven million dollars if the salary cap is higher yeah. in twenty twenty three twenty. Well, you know, Slick Rick, you can see why they kneel for the flag, and it's systemically this and systemically that because I'm sure he could do that in a lot of places around the world. You know, ninety million to run up and down the court and throw the ball in the hoop. Yep. Life uh, isn't fair in America. As the great boxing promoter Don King used to always say, <laughs> only in America. And sure enough. And Cameron Smith buys fan new phone after breaking old one at FedEx St. Jude. This is a great story. Something good for sports. Chalina Goldman, Yard Barker, with all the negative energy and lawsuit filing in the golf world these days, it's nice to get a break from the chaos and hear a feel-good story for a change. Enter Cameron Smith, who reportedly bought a fan a new phone after smashing the fan's thumb and breaking his old phone with an errant drive at last week's FedEx St. Jude Championship. The fan, Blake Krasenstein, Stein, Stein, chronicled on Twitter how Smith gave him an autograph and then wrote down his cell number so he could buy him a replacement phone. Krasenstein followed up this week to show that the phone had arrived. He tweeted a picture of the phone and said, Krasenstein tweeted a quick cam story from Saturday. He smoked my thumb on, on the phone with his drive on Seven, walked over, shook my hand, signed his glove for me, wrote down my cell number in his yardage book, and ordered me a new phone. Unreal moment. What a class act, huh? Bought him a new phone and everything. I, I just love that story. And that's a rapid sports big D. All right, Slick Rick, very good. 100 million uh, waiting for him at Live. He can probably afford to buy the phone. So, uh, yep. Yeah. All right, let's do some news and hear what that's Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? So this story is a bit convoluted, so I'm going to just give the very basics of it. it it's regarding the... Um, we all remember the, uh, the the 10-year-old who was raped in Ohio, and that case was kind of used as the uh, pro-abortion narrative. We remember that case. So, yeah, Biden referenced it himself in one of his press conferences. So PJ Media did a good story on this. I'm only going to give the basics. I want to I want to go send it over to uh, David after this. But the suspect in the Ohio rape case, Gerson Fuentes, who was charged with raping a 10-year-old, whose story was used to push the pro-abortion narrative, has deeper pockets than anyone would uh, expect an illegal alien from Guatemala uh, who reportedly worked at a coffee shop. He's now being filed eviction paperwork. And um, 
you know, he's being represented there by a very expensive uh, firm called, uh, I believe it was called um, uh, Ice Sawmill, a very powerful company. And I'll skip down a little bit. And now he's also, the, the local county there is not giving any reports on if the children who were in the care of these two um, parents of the children have been removed. They can't get a straight answer, and now no one can find out where they are. But according to uh, Fuentes' rental agreement, no children were listed on the paperwork, which was required by Sawmill Crossing, which is the rental company, uh, to track occupancy. Of witnesses who saw Gomez and Fuentes move into the two, move in, only two boys around the ages of 10 and 12 in December of 2021 uh, were there. There was no reported female child between the ages of 8 and 9 at the time. One of the property employees who wants to remain anonymous said never saw any female child with the couple who rented the apartment for close to $1,300 a month, which was not subsidized. Um, Fuentes is a, he's a Guatemalan citizen being represented in his criminal case by Brian Bowen of Luffman Heck and Associates, another private law firm that is well known in Columbus. Luffman Heck and Associates doesn't do public offense, according to the sources in the legal community there. Defense attorneys aren't cheap. It's possible Bowen took on the case pro bono, but not likely. Um, so it, it went on a little bit further, and it just says that uh, that this um, this company here is, is apparently uh, you know protecting somebody for other reasons. So it, 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 this article leaves a lot of questions. Why would this illegal immigrant who's been whose rape case has been politicized? is now being protected. So I'm, I put this on my getter page as well. And um, how does he afford $1,300 of rent working at a cafe? Yeah, not to, and, and the attorneys that he had. And, oh, and several attorneys, yes. I mean, this is just incredible. I mean, you know, a civil servant, like a, you know, a, a plumber, a fire, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, a, a fireman, a, you know, a sanitation guy, any work could never afford this. So to me, it just stinks to high heaven that there's something big. I'll keep an eye on this story. It's posted on my social media. If anyone else has anything interesting to follow up, please share. I'm always open to discussions on my uh, on my Getter page. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, Paul. We'll do some more news. So um, Ned Barnett today, the two amendments that are Trump's friends right now. And he says the recent Mar-a-Lago raid will go down in history as one of the more egregious violations of any individual's constitutional protections objective future historians will view this as an outrageous abuse of the tradition that former presidents be treated with the decorum due their office this document seizure conducted under false pretenses is unprecedented only two other presidents have ever faced impeachment andrew johnson and bill clinton both were believed by their then majority party in the house to have committed high crimes and misdemeanors Yet neither these men was convicted nor afterwards subject to inappropriate search and seizures. This is why this absurd violation of Trump is unprecedented. A word meeting that it's never happened before. The U.S. Attorney General, the FBI, and the federal judiciary have all done themselves in our country irreversible harm. Absent a Supreme Court ruling, legal proceedings like this, once established, have a nasty way of remaining precedences. In the future, any AG with the complicity of the FBI and just one federal judge will be permitted to do the same thing to anyone, all in the name of whatever made-up reason they can trump up. More about this when we get back. 
All right, live from Studio 6B, Hour 2 on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in Real America's Voice. Slick Rick's got some more sports. Paul Nolan's got news. David Zier's sitting in. He's got some news as well. Geo Fran holding it down as always. Lots of, uh, let's get to some clips. You know, I cut Crazy Town short last night because we had to get to Ben Berkwam uh, on the ground in Wyoming. He had some people, so we'll revisit Crazy Town. Uh, a couple other things I want to get to. This is this is hard-hitting journalism. This is why uh, sometimes, well, I don't watch MSNBC ever, really, because, well, I Oh, you're missing it. Oh, you're missing but it. it. But if you did watch it, <laughs> you would have heard some hard-hitting, really deep thinking, really get to the crux of it. <laughs> Like this, cut two, Rolichi. Give me a sense of where oh, you boy. think the truth lies with oh, respect to Trump's he looks like a intelligence, carelessness, and the degree to which he might have brought motive to bear on taking these documents out of the White House and keeping them for this long at Mar-a-Lago. The Bolton scam. Well, I, I don't, I, I, it's very hard to speculate on motive other than that he liked cool things. He saw things that he, so he wanted to take them and he oh. was pretty much able to take them. Uh, uh, and, and not just on classified information matters, on all kinds of things that crossed his desk. Some days he liked to eat a lot of French fries. Some days he took classified documents. He wanted them. Why did he want them? Because he could get them. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there, there you go. What a clown. You know, you know I can't stand the neocons. I mean, I just can't stand hawks like him. Who, I mean, this guy has been nothing. This and of guy course, he's lying on top of, of that. Mouth, right. He's just a mouthpiece. He's an endless mouthpiece for, you know, for the CIA, the FBI, the the the, the alphabet mafias. He is a clown. I'm just so glad so many people see it now. Um, on the other hand, someone who's not a clown, someone who, if your representative doesn't talk like this, you should get a new representative. Cut four, G, the Florida governor today. Um. If this is the clip I think it is, just just listen to the difference in how he speaks compared to, well, just about everybody else. Roll that. No, by the way, uh, what have they done? They just stuck you with 87,000 new IRS agents, and they are going after you. People say they're going to go after billionaires. Do you know any billionaire that doesn't already have accountants and lawyers? Of course not. They, they do this every day, and that's just how they do. So they are going to go after independent contractors. They're going to go after small business people. They're going to go after someone that may be driving an Uber or a handyman or all these things. And why would they do that? Because you're not going to be able to contend with the audit. Uh, so they're going to crush a lot of people uh, by doing that. And I think of all the things that have come out of Washington uh, that have been outrageous, uh, this has got to be pretty close to the top. And, and I think it was basically just a middle finger uh, to the American public that this is what him. they think of you. All these problems we have to deal with, and they think the way is to do 87,000 IRS agents. There's going to be more people in the IRS than in, like a lot of these other agencies combined now. Um, you know, they're not putting very much might down at the border, I can tell you that right now, but they want to be able to do it and, and unleash them on uh, American taxpayers. And so, so that's wrong. Uh, fortunately, you know, that's one of the reasons Listen. we don't have an income tax is because if you don't have an income tax, you don't, ha you don't empower revenue agents. Once you do that income tax, that gives them the ability to really go in um, and potentially target. And it's going to be targeted at people 
that the government doesn't like. I mean, let's just be honest. We've seen how this, how this operates. You know, you have these enforcement uh, agencies that basically represent one faction of the country, um, and they are going after the other. So uh, I think it was horrible what they did. I can't believe that you would think that that would be something that you would want to do. Uh, but, you know, in Florida, we've, we've continued to plow ahead. Uh, we're going to continue to work really hard to counteract um, a lot of the bad things uh, that are coming out of Washington, D.C. He's a ninja, political ninja. Yeah. Polished. When you have a state income tax, you empower – just what we just said before. They, they have no reason – they have nothing but their incentive is to play for the home team as the government continues to grow and grow and grow. Uh, can I segue to something on yeah. that? Thank God DeSantis is head of uh, Freed and Christ, seven, eight points. I think that's a lie. I think he's ahead by 15 or 20. Uh, he's so popular. Thank God for speaking frank to the American people. But what people don't know – is that in this Inflation Reduction Act, $369 billion of it is going towards climate change. Um, and according to the World Net Daily, uh, $40 billion is going into the current fiscal year from that bill uh, to combat climate change. Oh, uh, and, and the EPA's whole budget for 2022 was $9.5 um, And this will more than quadruple the EPA's current annual spending. Um, I have a 35-year background in building and development and wetlands and all this uh, stuff that's going on, and, the, and they put you through the ringer. A lot of it's for no reason. I helped write the Pine Barrens Act in New York, protecting 120,000 acres of forest land and everything. So I'm not, you know, just in the tank to knock down every tree. Yeah, yeah Dave's but, not looking to pave all yeah. of Long Island's beaches. <laughs> but you know. this is like on top of the 80 billion in new funding to hire 87,000 agents yep. uh, for IRS, the EP on top. It's just extraordinary. It's just well, this extraordinary. is all connected to that ESG score, which is all connected to BlackRock. It's all connected to BlackRock's Aladdin program that State Street and Vanguard used. Those three companies alone manage $22 trillion of money. And everything they'll invest in, everything they'll support, everything will have to be ESG scored. And then every business will be able to buy tax credits for their ESG scores, which is another way to siphon off money. And it'll, it'll, it'll trickle down to the consumer. And then the consumer will then have their own ESG or social credit score, just like they're doing in China and it's starting in Canada. And they will tell you, oh, you've used too many carbon credits this week. You can't use your car this week. Well, it gets worse. They have $3 billion of that money going to facilitate political engagement in disadvantaged communities. And what the hell does that have to do with carbon dioxide in the atmosphere? Oh, it's just another way, <laughs> just, you know, just another way to entrench themselves and, you know, and, and, and get you know, the, the, a foothold on all the poor communities to always continue to vote communist. I feel like the ESG, am I wrong? And I don't know, maybe I watch more, maybe I'm watching the wrong things, but I feel like ESG is kind of... Um, Somewhat getting exposed, at least on, in the um, on the CNBCs of the world. I see these I see these CEOs coming on and kind of feel like the per, the curtains getting pulled back on some of this. No, am yeah, I wrong about that? No, I, I agree with that. It is getting yeah. pulled back, but I've been talking about this for over a year now, and now we're finally seeing it. Um, but CEOs are saying. Yeah, and this is like mid-level monster companies. Like we're not talking about the Amazons or the you know uh, you know the Microsofts. We're talking about like you know. Like middle level big companies that are hiring hundreds of employees, two, three, four, five hundred, are 
started to feel the pinch of it, and they are standing up to it and talking about how it's just an impossibility for them to compete, which, again, will be no problem because Amazon will buy up everything around it or these mega, you know, multinational monstrosities who are more powerful than governments themselves. At and some point, uh, we have to have to acknowledge that monopolies are killing this country. It's, it's wiping out the middle class. And, I, and the small farmer. Yeah, it's a, without a doubt, exactly. That's that's just another symptom of it. It's it's like if the U.S. was a human, this would be like a, another lesion on a big pussy lesion on the chest of this nation. But they're break, bragging about it. This EPA administrator, Michael Regan, touted the bill, you know, and he's saying that it would accelerate the EPA regulatory efforts and advance at a highly aggressive rate the Biden administration's climate change agenda. And, uh, you know, we know there's a lot of people coming out now that are saying too much carbon dioxide is good for the planet because it'll help grow more trees. So uh, including the co-founder of Greenpeace. <laughs> Who's as criminal as it gets, by the way. If you ever look at Greenpeace's activities, yeah. they are as criminal as it gets. I think 7% of all the money they raise makes it to the end user. They're, they're just uh, them and like the World Health Organization. And, I mean, all these monstrosities are just, they're, they're useless. Yeah, and I've interviewed the co-founder of Greenpeace on there, um, Patrick Moore, and he's saying, you know, listen, you cut down, you, you, you get rid of fossil fuels, we're all going to starve to death because you're going to cut down every tree on the planet to heat yourself, you know, so, so you know, I think there's a little bit of a sea change out there. Of I reality. hope so. I would love to and, see and that quote. This big gulp here, you know, filled with JP-104 is the only thing getting an F-35 to China in two hours, <laughs> not your uh, corn on the cob <laughs> yeah i know this, so right right yeah. well, um one more thing i want to get to because i don't know if we'll get to it later on the show and, and if there's a people keep calling for Mayorkas to be impeached biden to be impeached if there's a video that you could just on one one video that encapsulates why the two of them should be impeached uh in their just lawlessness when it comes to protecting the country and the citizens of this country it would have to be this one that i saw today cut 5g roll that so the Texas Border Patrol locked and closed this gate. The National Border Patrol came from DHS and opened it on orders, I'm assuming, from Mayorkas probably directly. So the Texas authorities within the state from orders of the governor closed and locked this gate to keep the illegals out and the feds came down with the key and unlocked it and let them all in I mean th this is the this is our border this is our this is my orcas's plan this is the this is what's going on the state of Texas, no sovereignty. Because don't, don't, don't try to, don't stop the plan here. You want to keep shipping them? You want to keep shipping them to other states, Governor Abbott? Well, let me, let's show you what we're going to do. You know, I was on the border in New Mexico years ago, and uh, we had this giant wall built, and then there was a little door. 
and the government made the door, you know, the uh, people going against Trump, uh, they made the door stay open. So you have this giant wall for half a mile, and then you have like a little door, and every couple hours they would let uh, illegals through. It was extraordinary, extraordinary. This is why we talk about these governor races, and I don't know exactly what the story here is with this video with Abbott and his back and forth with the government, but Kerry Lake has made a lot of... um, a lot of proclamations about what sh- how tough she's going to be on this problem if she becomes governor. And it will be very interesting to see, as it would be if this was happening in Florida, because I've heard nothing from Governor Abbott today after this happened that I'm aware of anyways. Now, I'm, I'm pretty out of touch, at least for what happened the rest of the day today, so I could be wrong about this. But somehow, I just don't think in, in Florida or in Arizona with Kerry Lake as governor that, that, that this would have gone, just happened and nothing to be heard from the governor. Now, maybe I'm wrong about Abbott. Maybe he has said something about this today. But I don't know how you as the governor and the authorities granted to you under your state constitution send down your own border, the Texas Border Patrol or border agents, whatever whoever they were exactly, to lock this, and the feds come in and unlock it right in front of your guys and say, step aside, and let them all in. And the governor has said nothing, to my knowledge at least. the um, FOMC minutes this morning. Well, not this morning. 2 p.m. they released them from the last FOMC meeting. And the Federal Reserve is um, and the Board of Governors there pretty much all agree that inflation is running rampant. And even with the aggressive hikes they've done could be another 75 in September. And as we've been telling you for as long as anyone's been telling you, once inflation's out of the bottle, it's very hard to put back in, and that's what we're experiencing now. Now you mix that with another trillion dollars of spending and bad tax policy, and you set your sights on a depression, never mind a recession. We can argue whether we're in a recession right now. But this is a very touch-and-go time for this economy. Fed raises too much, and as these raises and the interest rates work their way through the economy, things start to slow. We're already at stagflation. We absolutely have a slowing economy and inflation running high. So you've got to uh, consider your financial alternatives. If, if you even have savings right now, which most people are heavy into the credit cards and the savings is going the opposite direction. But if you're lucky enough to have savings, and you don't have it in something, what do you do with it? You can't let it sit in the bank because it's like a big melting ice cube and your purchasing power melts away at 8.5% month over, you know, at least last July. 8.5% inflation. It's 8.5% less purchasing power. 
And even though it's probably slowing, you got to hedge against inflation. One of the ways to do that is physical gold and silver. Any hard asset and the people to speak to there, at least for physical gold and silver, are folks, our friends at Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold, experts in precious metals, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. You can buy gold coins. You can convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA. You can even convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA account. So here's how you get started. Text the word America, send it to 989898 to get your free information kit from our friends at Birch Gold Group. They've made it super easy. Just text America right now to 989898 and let Birch Gold show you how owning gold and silver could help protect your savings and hedge against that inflation. 989898. Text America. All right, uh, 19 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Let's do some sports and hear what that is. At Slick Rick Sports on Getter and on Truth Social and on Twitter as well. At Slick Rick Sports. Rick Amorati, uh, sponsored by, of course, our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow. MyPillow.com, MyStore.com, LFS6B for 10 to 60% off, depending on what you're buying. Slippers, sheets, pillows, mattress toppers, and stuff for your pets. It's just great stuff. Uh, LFS6B at checkout. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right, Big D, Little League World Series. Three games already in the books. I gave you those scores earlier. One game still going on. Bottom of the third, Honolulu, Hawaii, up 2-0 over Bonnie Lake, Washington. That, again, is in the bottom of the third. We'll give an update right at the end, but Little League World Series in action from opening round. And we got another one more rodeo for the night. Linden, Washington, the Linden PRCA rodeo, the NWA Fairgrounds, all around Cowboy was Josh Frost won uh, $1,700 on bull riding and steer wrestling and bareback riding. Dylan Riggins, 78 points on C5 Rodeo's Billy Boy Black, 1979. Steer wrestling, Tana Milan, 4.9 seconds. Team roping, Braden Schmidt and Andy Carlson, 4.6 seconds. Saddle Bronc, Jesse Wright, 88.5 points on C5 Rodeo's Stargazer. And uh, let's see, tie down roping, Weston Hughes, 8 seconds flat. Battle racing, Sharon Gow, 15.79 seconds. Excellent score. And bull riding, Garrett Smith, 89.5 points on C5 Rodeos. Circle back. And uh, Yahoo Sports, Jack Bear reporting. Witnesses say ex-NFL cornerback Akib Tlaib started fight that led to brother allegedly shooting youth coach. This is a story we had on last night. Um, a fight that ended with Akib Tlaib's brother allegedly shooting and killing a youth football coach may have been started by the former NFL cornerback. Witnesses have reportedly told Rebecca Lopez of Dallas's WFAA that Talib instigated the fight by crossing the field, confronting the referees. The fight soon escalated with one witness, Coach Heath Mays, saying Talib threw the first punch against Mike Hickman, who was shot moments later. The WFAA also has video of the brawl in which a person identified as Talib can be seen striking a man trying to fight a group back with a down marker. Seconds later, a different man pulls out a handgun and shoots the man with the down marker. TMZ has another video which shows the scene proceeding the fight. Crazy. Talib's older brother, Yakub Talib, was identified by Lancaster Police Department as a suspect in the shooting Sunday. Yakub voluntarily surrendering at the Dallas County Jail on Monday and now faces murder charges per WFAA. His attorney reportedly plans to argue the shooting was in self-defense. WFAA says the two brothers have been investigated for multiple shootings in the past, including one incident in 2016 when Akib was concluded to have accidentally shot himself in Las Vegas. As an NFL player, Tlaib 
Brady played 12 seasons with the Buccaneers, Patriots, Denver Broncos. Had a great career, but uh, wow, just crazy. And, and uh, you know what they say, sometimes you have to learn to leave well enough alone. And that's oh, a wrap in sports. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> All right, Slick Rick, Rick, thanks very much. Oh, um, Rick. Oh, Rick. How they can't get buttons. <laughs> Listen, that wasn't as bad as Lincoln in the shooting there. <laughs> John Wilkins. Punny guy. You want to go see a play tomorrow night? Yeah. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you enjoy the play? I know. <laughs> That's a rap in sports, D. All right. Very good, Slick Rick. Thanks. Let's do some news. And here with the news is Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Well, Nolan? Here's a charming story. New algorithm can track mental health through skin. Researchers at NYU hope this algorithm will bring them one step closer to creating a wearable device that can monitor your mental state. Um, research at New York uh, University's Tandon School of Engineering have come one step closer to creating this wearable device. For the past seven years, associate professors of biomedical engineering uh, have developed technology that measures certain brain activity directly connected to a person's emotional uh, state through uh, electrodermal activity, EDA, which is through the skin. EDA is an electrical uh, phenomenon of the skin that changes based on certain emotional stressors. For example, stress caused by pain, exhaustion, or being rushed at work can change a person's EDA. Um, details of the crucial task were recently published by the Journal of Computational Biology, and uh, they are... Um, they are actually using some of this for uh, the pre-crime programs. Of course they are. Which is uh, which leads it's me like, to this story. It's like Paul's news has become like uh, universe. I, mean, I just because you know, know. The, the audience like the is IA, sick. Uh, <laughs> the audience is show. sick and tired of us reporting on everything that's always the same. So I'm having I want to enjoy this. Exactly. University of Chicago researchers think they built a better pre-crime mousetrap, <laughs> and I'll put these both on my page just for the fun of it. <laughs> and just for me to watch Damon lose his marbles. I did these stories. I knew it. I felt the heat. I felt your eyeballs no, burning just, the side of my the, skull. Between the Canadian one and now this one and that one, it's like news is brought to you by... by uh, uh, yeah, by the fourth industrial revolution. Yes. I, I, you know, I'm just fascinated by these nanobots and stuff. Yeah. I think it's great. I, I'm on, I no, get you don't think it's great. You no, I want to get great. linked up so I can be computerized <laughs> and I get twice as much work done. And then I'll never miss a golf shot because of my yeah, bad. I was going to say, I need a nanobot for my drives keep them straight. <laughs> That's all so I want. I, I don't know. I just uh, oh, so audience, ahead, Paul, the audience. I want to hear audience. You guys want to hear about the stuff you want? Well, no, they're crazy like you. They love it. All right, all right. <laughs> come on, come on. They're not crazy. That's yeah. they're the heart and soul of America. I know, but I mean, come yes. on. They're all crazy. They love you. All right, and they love these stories. Look, I'm looking at it right now. See? <laughs> yeah. Tin foil hat. <laughs> Tin foil hat. Yeah, look, listen, chip them. Chip them. Yeah, there we go. There's every a, listen, all the stuff I've been talking about for twenty years. It's all happening. Ron Paul was a loon. William Cooper was a loon. Everything's happening. Why is Damon with? <laughs> exactly. I'm an out. I'm an out. Yeah. I'm an out. Yeah. See, keep going, keep going, Papa. Yeah. See. All right. Thank you. No, they love Thank this you. stuff, Paul. Thank we you. love Crazy Papa. News with Paul, brought to you by it's like Reynolds. It's like the movie Where's Papa? I'm by, brought to you by Reynolds Rep. <laughs> That's a great movie. <laughs> We have to go to break and grow up. Where's Papa? Ruth Gordon. Great yeah. movie. Tinfoil Hatters. <laughs> Paul, someone from Greenpeace is out in the lobby waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday, on Friday night. Well, first of all, I want to remind you that Dr. Gina tomorrow will be down, I believe, at the court uh, proceeding on this affidavit. And then on Friday night, we'll be live covering the um, couple rallies going on on Friday night. Uh, so make sure you locked it in on Real America's Voice. And just great. I mean, at this point, you really should just be locked in. I mean, just the whole time. I mean, 24-7. Jack Posobiec after us at 10. Obviously, Karen and Ed, fantastic in the morning. Bannon, David Brody, Anna Perez. I mean, just Steve Gruber. I mean, obviously, I could just go down the list of everybody. Dr. Gina before us. I mean, it's just John and Amanda. I mean, come on. I mean, just where where is there a better 12... 24 hours of programming. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'll, take, I'll take suggestions on what, where they'd be better, but I don't know. So just lock it in. And um, it's appointment television. And Friday night, we'll have some fun covering these rallies and the speakers. I think one of them is a turning point thing. And one of them is, um, well, I don't know. You think I would actually have it in front of me and be prepared to talk about it. But no, I'll just wing it instead. But we're going to be on Friday night. That's the point. Just come and have fun with us. That's, that's, that's the... That's the deal. So, uh, David Zier sitting in. Uh, what's on your mind here? Uh, well, I just wanted to let everyone know next Wednesday, uh, August 24th, Kellyanne Conway is coming here to Long Island to the America First Warehouse, and mm-hmm. I will be interviewing her for a live one-hour special on yeah, RAV. And then I we're love gonna, these. We're going to plug in to uh, live from Studio 6B with Kellyanne, and then she's going to uh, do a book signing for about 200 people. And I'm cooking for everybody. So if you're on the island, check it out. Look me up. Um, you know, we can go to me uh, at Getter at David Zier, get more information. Very exciting. I just want to go over a couple of quick and things. And you're working on some other. Yeah. MTG for October. Oh, whoa. Uh, I didn't know you were going to release the name. Well, it's, uh, we're definitely having the event, trying to get RAV coverage um, for it. So I'll let you guys know. We'll keep you informed. All right. Uh, very exciting. Breaking very exciting. news from David Zier. It's breaking news. It's breaking news. Um, but, you know, six Republicans who backed Trump's fraud claims, according to, like, the Daily Mail. You know, they're always like, yo, we're election deniers. But it puts Trump in a good position. You know, Chuck, Chuck Gray won the primary for Secretary of State, and he's kind of a lock. Uh, but there's five other people involved, you know, here, including Mark Fincham, who we love. I got to interview him last year. Krista Caramo in Michigan, uh, running for Secretary of State. Kim Crockett in Minnesota, Jim Marchant in Nevada, had the pleasure of interviewing great guy and Audrey Trujillo in New Mexico. And it's going to help Trump a little bit, you know, to keep these elections fair, hopefully, in these uh, key states, some yeah. of them. Hey, speaking of elections and stuff, we didn't watch your, you want to roll your interview with uh, um, Scott? We didn't watch yeah. that. We didn't have time. So Gee, do we have... Do you want to lead into it? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Sunday, uh, the loud majority had this uh, great rally. <clears throat> it's like we didn't miss a beat here on Long Island. You know, we've had up to 20, 30, 40,000 people in cars in some of these caravans and rallies over the years. But the FBI reignited Trump's reelection bid for 2024. I was at the rally. Thousands of people here Sunday of uh, this past week. And uh, I have an interview with Scott Pressler here. It's only two minutes. Roll it, G. Scott, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing a live stream, uh, Real America's Voice News. We're going to get a live stream. We've got a lot of people following us today. The best comments. People are fed up. Nassau County hasn't missed a beat since last year and all the rallies. There's got to be a few thousand people here as far as the eye can see. Why are you here today, Scott? I'm here because we're showing our support for Donald Trump. And quite frankly, the more that they attack President Trump, the more it makes me want to support him. And quite frankly, people need to understand, guys, 
If they can do this to him, they're gonna do this to yeah, they're every coming for the good single people. one of us. And look at the uh, look at the IRS, the eighty-seven thousand agents, agents that they're hiring with armed, and uh, yeah, they removed. You know, if they're able to use dangerous force yeah. in the application, but this is truly the final fight. It's the final straw that's going to break this the camel's back. And this raid reignited Trump 2024, right? Oh, if there was any doubt to anybody who thought, with all due respect, as a supporter of Governor DeSantis, Donald Trump, if he chooses to run, he will be our nominee. Well, Alice3268 says, we love Scott Kressler. I love you, uh, thank you. you. You've registered tens of thousands of people across the country, your movement. Uh, it's really wonderful, and thank you for all your hard work, right? Thank you. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, energetic crowd. He uh, has done great work, by the way. Whatever. Uh, very energetic crowd. And just two more quick things, you know, two more illegal aliens were charged with molesting a toddler and raping a teen in, in, in North Carolina's North Carolina's Sanctuary County, uh, Wake County. And then another one, I think it was Catawba County. I think that's in North Carolina. Uh, you know, they got this illegal alien with a smug look on his face being charged with child rape. Uh, it's out of control. And then, Damon, I just want to lead into your cut for Project uh, Veritas here, you know, they released um, documents and video today um, saying that basically domestic terrorists uh, are uh, made up of Trump supporters. Uh, and it's truly outrageous. So do you want to go to that cut? Cut three, G, roll it. Breaking news, a source within the Department of Homeland Security has leaked to us an intelligence bulletin marked for official use only unclassified in light of the FBI raid on President Trump. This document dated August 12th refers to a heightened threat from what the Department of Homeland Security calls DVEs or domestic violent extremists, quote, motivated by a range of ideologies who have grievances against a variety of targets, including law enforcement. Domestic violent extremists are referred to in one of these paragraphs as, quote, many of these threats include references to the perception that the 2020 presidential election was fraudulent and other claims of government overreach. The 2022 midterms in this document are also highlighted as a potential, quote, flashpoint for this violent extremism. We would not have this document, but not for the brave source inside Department of Homeland Security, a new source that reached out to us on our tip line. Veritas tips at protonmail.com and also our signal cell phone. We're getting a lot of sources within the federal government coming to Project Veritas because they certainly can go to places like the Washington Post or the New York Times who quote these people on background and show you no documents at all. Now, the Department of Homeland Security has declined to confirm the existence of this document, but you can see it with your own eyes and ears, which is certainly not something the mainstream media wants you to necessarily see, but you can see it here and you can see it on our website. As you may recall, two weeks ago, a source in the FBI, a different source, sent us a series of documents revealing that the agency was categorizing patriotic symbols that are very common as indicators of, quote, militia, violent extremism. And as Ted Cruz pointed out in the hearing, cross-examining Christopher Wray, the Gadsden flag, this bow tie, if I were to wear it, the FBI would consider it an indication 
of militia violent extremism. And as Senator Cruz so eloquently articulated, Christopher Ray, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, put this up, G, on my screen. If you remember, I brought this to you, John Cardillo, who's been on America, uh, Real America's Voice. Uh, hold on one second. Okay. Um, I brought this to you when he put this out on August 11th. Multiple federal law enforcement sources are telling me that a message was blasted to all federal law enforcement agencies to start uh, cataloging social media posts of known conservative influence so they can be threat assessed. I don't know if these two, this and the Project Veritas, have any specific connection, but it's not too far off. Mm. I mean, that this sounds like a description of what, in in some ways, of what... um, he was just going through, doesn't it? Yeah, without doesn't a doubt. sound that far off. No, without a doubt. So I mean, they've been targeting conservatives on their tax, you know, for what three years now. I mean, so going to get worse. Doesn't get better. Yeah, you go to buy a gun in New York, they can go back three years on your social media. Mm-hmm. And you know, Facebook banned me permanently uh, two weeks ago. I've Congratulations, good for you. I hope to get banned <laughs> soon. I didn't I say keep, anything I'm, that bad. Right, David, I'm like the kid. Remember when you were at the public pool with you weren't allowed to rock off the high board? Yeah. I'm like trying to rock out of, of Facebook. I'm telling you, I'm gonna I'm going out with like a flamethrower. I'm just blowing up libs left and right until it's over. <laughs> the, right. I, the FBI's on the phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, let me <laughs> um, the, the, Yeah, they're just listening to the show through my device. Yeah. Probably uh, right. Is this English G? Let's have a little fun here. And um I always love when I look down and I see I-T-E for is this English, and then the first word is Kamala. I always know it's going to be good. Nah, Roll it. Paintball. With the exploration of space <laughs> being defined in the 20th century, we know that living in this century, we must think about where we now stand and where we must go. So while it was defined quite well in the 20th century, the opportunity of space must guide our work in the 21st century. (laughs) (laughs) I can't write it. You can't write it. I think she gave this speech from space. Good Lord, what was that? It was like someone put like 76 words in like on card, (laughs) index cards, and she just had to read them one, however they were shuffled out. <laughs> I mean, we, can we play that again because let's see. Maybe, let's can we actually try to figure out what her point is? All right, one more time. Let's G. ask the audience, please. What's her point? All right, one more time. <laughs> With the exploration of space mm-hmm. being defined in the 20th century, okay, we know that living in this century, yes, we must think about where we now stand and where we must go. What? Okay. So while it was defined quite well in the 20th century, the opportunity of space (laughs) must guide our work in the 21st century. (laughs) And uh, Damon, Damon, just remember, no matter where you go, there you are. (laughs) As... uh, What's his name? Peter Weller said in The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. No matter where you go, there you are. I mean, do they hand out cliff notes, you think, before she, at these rallies? And they, they say, here's what she's going to speak. You know, if you need a little, if you look down, we've got a couple definitions. We have a couple, uh, I mean, do you think they hand something out? Like, what? I've what seen was that Peter Sellers movie where he's the, 
the be, advisor to the president being, being there. there. I mean, being it's there. almost like great movie. <laughs> but it's almost like she she assessed that that was like painful. You know, she doesn't go into like, okay, the Viking mission to Mars and all the great accomplishments and the Hubble telescope. Like you don't learn anything. There's no proper nouns in her speech. It's all like this wishy-washy BS. <laughs> it's, That's terrible. That was painful. Man, oh man, that is I, painful. Every time straight. we do, we got to do the clip of, uh, was it uh, the Adam Sandler, where we, the, guy, the, the teacher's professor goes, we're all dumber for having heard that. <laughs> oh, we need to attach that to the end of every one of these. So take me to the seas that there's opportunity in the space between her ears. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, I watched uh, Idiocracy. Legs. Everybody go out and rent Idiocracy. The dumbest man in America gets frozen for 500 years and he wakes up in the future and he becomes president of the United States because it's so dumbed down. They're watering the crops with Gatorade. They can't figure out that you need water. That's what's got going on in this country, I think. <laughs> Great movie, Idiocracy with Luke Wilson. Check yeah, it out. Man. The uh, space. Back, go back there, to, up there, from the past to the She's future. hitting the bottle with Pelosi, I swear. I think she's, I, I mean, I think she's dropped on her head like a dozen times. to the hour live from studio 6b gee since i cut it off last night and i do want to get to the end of it because i know the mushrooms kicked in crazy town from yesterday let's see the whole thing g roll it on friday we delivered a unanimous democratic vote to pass this <laughs> inflation reduction act. mr president Huh? I want to thank Who, you me? Oh. for your tireless work to add this remarkable legislation to your long and growing list of accomplishments. <laughs> the Inflation Reduction Act yeah. you are about to sign will lead to transformative change. Sure. It checks inflation by reducing the deficit mm. by $300 billion over the next decade. For our protecting families making less than $400,000 per year from paying one penny more. And I want to thank you, President Biden, for inviting us to the White House today. Thanks to my colleagues here today, this, this has been one of the most productive stretches in Senate history, from the first gun safety bill in decades, to outcompeting the Chinese Com Communist Party, and to top it all off, President Biden will sign the Inflation Reduction Act into law today. This bill will endure as one of the greatest legislative feats in decades. Ugh. It'll lower costs, nope. create millions of good-paying jobs, nope. and is the boldest climate bill ever. Yep. The president deserves tremendous credit nope. for this moment. He knew precisely when to step in, 
and when to let negotiations play out. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't be here without you. A year and a half <laughs> ago, I? you laid out the groundwork this for this guy? bill. The president's vision, I did? his dedication to <laughs> our country, over? and is his experience who made this moment possible. After four years of a president who relished creating chaos, Americans are seeing what you it looks relish? like to have a president and a Congress mm, that's focused on delivering results that make their lives better. Mm. Mr. President, you've restored dignity, respect, yeah. and a sense of action back to the Oval Office. And my baby train has continued. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a good friend a long, long time. And Joe, I never had a doubt. Joe had an operation on his shoulder. I just want you to know it wasn't because of anything we did. And I'm about to sign the Inflation Reduction Act in the law, one of the most significant laws in our history. Let me say from the start, with this law, the American people won and the special interests lost. The American people won and the special interests lost. We're in a session of, for a while, people <laughs> doubted whether any of that was going to happen. But we are in a season of substance. This administration began amid a dark time in America. As Jim said, a once-in-a-century pandemic, devastating joblessness, clear and present threats to democracy and the rule of law, doubts about America's future itself. We didn't tear down. We build up. We didn't look back. We look forward. And today, today offers further proof that the soul of America is vibrant, the future of America is bright, oh. and the promise of America is real and just beginning. Oh. To me, the critical duty, Stump the critical speech. duty of the president is to defend <clears throat> what is best about America. And that's not hyperbole. Defend what's best about America. Fulfilling that pledge to you guides me every single hour of every single day in this job. Last year, a family of four saved on average $2,400 through the American Rescue Plan that I signed in the law that the Congress voted in yeah, place. They're out 10 this year. The Inflation year. Reduction Act invests $369 billion to take the most aggressive action ever, 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 ever in confronting the climate crisis and strengthening our, our economic, our energy security. Get tax credit for purchasing heat pumps and rooftop solar, electric stoves, ovens, dryers. It gives consumers a tax credit to buy electric vehicles. It's going to allow us to boldly take additional steps toward meeting all of my climate goals and the ones we set out when we ran. Let me emphasize, no one earning less than $400,000 a year will pay a penny more in federal taxes. Today, too often, we confuse noise with substance. Too often, we confuse, we confuse setbacks with defeat. Too often, we hand the biggest microphones to the critics and the cynics who delight in declaring failure while those committed to making real progress Stump speech. through the hard work of this government. This is what he's going on the road with. Making progress in this country is a, as big and complicated as ours clearly is not easy. We have to believe in ourselves again. Oh, please. For the best. <laughs> you know. Everything's going to make it sure that the democracy delivers <laughs> no democracy. generation. Okay. Because I think that's at stake. Good to know. And if I have anything to do, we're still going to have an assault weapons ban. But that's another story. What? God, that you can't enunciate a word. Oh, we don't have the uh, signing, actually. Here. You know, Damon, uh, good what luck buying. What a marble mouth. 
Good luck getting an artificial plastic knee next year or a vinyl siding for your house because there won't be any plastic resin being made from fossil fuels, you know. Well, the whole reason I wanted to watch that was for the signing, but we didn't have the signing when the mushrooms kick in when he gives uh, Manchin the, the pen. Oh, my God. Good Lord. Good Lord is right. All right, let's do some sports before we wrap it up in here with that. Slick Rick, Rick Amorati, what else is going on in sports, Slick Rick? Quick. Right, big, I'm just going to give you some quick scores here right now. Major League Baseball, Red Sox 8-3 to over the Pirates. Rays lead the Yankees 4-2. to They're in a rain delay. Tigers over the Guardians, bottom of the 8-4-2. Mets leading the Braves 6-1. to That's in the top of the 7th. Athletics over the Rangers 3-1, to bottom 6. Dodgers, the hot Dodgers over the Brewers, 1-zip, middle of the 6th. And College Little League World Series, Hawaii continues to lead now 6-0 over uh, Bonnie Lake, Washington, and that'll be the last game of the World College uh, Little League World Series tonight. And uh, that's a wrap of Sports Big D. Back to you. All right, very good. Uh, David Zier, anything else on your radar you want to hit before we wrap uh, it up? Just quick, uh, Big Plant Milk Recalls expanded, and it includes like premier protein, energy drinks. I take them at the gym. I drink them at the gym. Uh, King's Hawaiian Pretzel Bread has been added to it. All of these uh, project, products like Glucerna that millions of people drink for diabetic, you know, hypoglycemic index control and stuff. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. go online and check out, um, you know, the uh, Lions Magnus, L-Y-O-N-S Magnus uh, website, and then go to the FDA and try, there's a lot of stuff that's being recalled. So check it out. Okay, very good. Uh, Paul Nolan, anything else on your uh, well, list? Not News a big story here. Min Minority uh, Report. <laughs> you know, I just... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a new uh, there's a new uh, settlement on the moon, and um, no, but New York City officials are hoping to provide a total of nearly six thousand luxury hotel rooms to border crossers arriving on buses from Texas. Um, that's nice, you know, because since no one goes to Manhattan anymore because it's a complete dive, yeah, let's uh, let's load the hotels up. You know, luxury hotels like the W that me and my wife can't afford to stay at. They'll be they'll be staying there. It's just brilliant. Yeah, in the Milford Plaza, Paul. We, yeah, we covered it last night. Of it all. 600 <laughs> families, Plaza. illegals, being housed there. The legendary Milford Plaza. Oh, my goodness. Lullaby Broadway, right? Yep. yep. Unbelievable. Uh, in Jack Posobiec, who comes up after us at 10, has an article in Human Events today. Biden behind child trafficking operation at the southern border. And I think everybody should read this. Uh, because as, it's, foil hat no, as it says in the opening paragraph, Human Events Daily host Jack Posobiec dug into the details of a new story that reveals the Biden regime has been flying tens of thousands of unaccompanied migrant children to quote-unquote sponsors. So we know they've been flying people around the country, but this is even different. This is flying children, unaccompanied migrant children, flying them to quote-unquote sponsors. So I'll link this on our social media from Jack Posobiec, who's coming up right now on oh, Real America's good. Voice. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines, all the truckers, all the farmers, everybody who keeps the country moving. Thanks, guys, on the show. David Zier, thanks again for sitting in. Paul, Rick, Geo, Fran. But most of all, thank you to Live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m., right here, live from Studio 6B.